Hello, this is Brian McLean, and welcome to Our Story with God, episode 49, Roots and Shoots. We're going to look at Romans 9 through 11 and Galatians 5, among a few other places. Uh, but to start out with, when I built a home uh, a number of years ago, uh, we had a new construction house. So we built it up from dirt. Uh, and when the builders put in the necessary front lawn vegetation, there was the sod, there was the one tree, you know, a little oak tree in the front yard. Uh, and there was sort of the standard green only, no flower uh, bushes under the windows. And so one of the things that we did when we moved in to try to make the place a little prettier was we put in some plants of our own, uh, uprooted some of the things that they had, put in some of our own. We used primarily citrus plants and knockout rose bushes, which from my experience in Houston, these are plants that handle our climate very well. Either a lot of rain or not a lot of rain can handle the, the triple digit temperatures that often hit, uh, but they don't really require, require a lot of effort and they're tough to kill, which from my experience with plants is a good thing. So in the front walkway, uh, if you're walking up to my house, on the left-hand side, there was a light pink rose bush, and on the right-hand side, between the walkway and the driveway, there was a dark pink rose bush. Uh, and they were very pretty, and my wife really liked them, but at some point in time, these two plants got their wires crossed, and out of one of the plants, a single bloom came out that had both light and dark petals. And in fact, one petal was split 50-50 right down the middle. Uh, and it was really gorgeous. You had this really pale pink and this really dark pink. And this was my one success, uh, the, the high point of my brief dalliance in horticulture. Uh, but God has a long history of beautiful work, not just with plants, but on also constructing his people. So the Apostle Paul he was talking about how, uh, in the book of Romans, the Jewish people had, by and large, rejected Jesus. And he knew that rejection on a very personal level from his own history. And he described how the Gentiles have been brought in by looking at olive plants and in looking at how the olive tree has branches that are snapped off so that wild shoots could be grafted into place. Literally, they would take old, uh, they would take the original branch and snap it, and they would tie on a snapped off branch from another plant. And this was an, a, a great word picture that everybody would have recognized because olive trees were everywhere. I mean, think about the Mount of Olives. Uh, there are currently, in fact, olive trees in several locations around the Mediterranean, including Israel, Italy, Lebanon, and Crete that are over 2,000 years old. So there are trees currently alive that predated Jesus. They would have been trees sitting there when Jesus was there. So that's an amazing thought. But what does olives have to do with followers of Christ? Well, we'll look at the reason for grafting, okay? When you have a good root structure in a plant, you don't want to uproot it. But what happens if it's not producing fruit? Well, it's advantageous in that case to snap off a branch that doesn't have fruit and bring in another shoot, perhaps from a wild plant or something, that has good fruit but does not necessarily have the root structure. And so here, what we see is through the entire Old Testament, we've seen the people of Israel, they have a lot of advantages. They were, they were a people chosen by God. They had the law delivered directly 
to them by God. I mean, literally by his hand at Mount Sinai. Um, they were protected and sustained. They had amazing roots. But what about their fruit? So Galatians, uh, Paul describes the evidence of God's impact as showing fruit. And you can think about um, the, the, the fleshly, uh, the worldly fruits, uh, and it talks about immorality, idolatry, jealousy, dissensions, and envy. And that's in stark contrast to the fruit of the Spirit that we know from Galatians 5, 22 and 23, which is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. So these are the fruits that you display to the world. So why is God pruning and grafting? One, because salvation is for all who believe. Look at Romans 10, 12 through 13. There is no distinction between Jew and Greek. For the same Lord is Lord of all, bestowing his riches on all who call on him. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. So that's first. Second, Israel was the olive tree that had the roots, but not the fruit. Look at Romans 9, 31 through 32. Israel, who pursued a law that would lead to righteousness, did not succeed in reaching that law. Why? Because they did not pursue it by faith, but as if it were based on works. So it's a sort of a ringing indictment on how the, the Jewish people uh, had lived and how they kind of misunderstood the point of the law. Uh, and so God... He understands the hearts of humanity, and he knows every action. He was prepared for Israel's stumbling, uh, and he was able to transform their lack of belief uh, into a door through which all believers could come in. Look at Romans 11, 11. So I ask, did they stumble in order that I might fall? By no means. Rather, through their trespass, salvation has come to the Gentiles so as to make Israel jealous. And so here we see God's chosen people refusing faith in Jesus, but that makes faith possible for the rest of the world. And so neither the Jew nor the Gentile can boast about their heritage, uh, but only in God's mercy. So God's mercy is, is the one constant. So the branches, any branches that produce good fruit will be brought in and nourished from that root. And those that don't produce good fruit whether they are natural branches or the wild clippings that have been grafted in, uh, will be removed. Now, that is not to say we should ever be confused or unsure about the salvation you receive from God. Listen to Romans 11, 29 through 32. For the gifts and the calling of God are irrevocable. Just as you were at one time disobedient to God, but now have received mercy because of their disobedience, so too they have now been disobedient in order that by the mercy shown to you, they may now receive mercy also. For God has consigned all to disobedience that he may have mercy on all. So you can see there, God's mercy never ceases. His plans are never thwarted. He will mold his people as the potter and he will tend his church with loving care. He is the master horticulturalist and he knows exactly what he is doing. And now Romans eleven thirty three 33 says, Oh, the depth of the riches and wisdom and knowledge of God. How unsearchable are his judgments and how inscrutable his ways. So take a moment, study the word, uh, read Romans 9, 6, and then re immediately read after that Romans 11, 26, and 27. And tell me who is going to be saved, who will be saved, who is Israel, and who is going to be saved. And now think about it for a moment. 
since we're talking about um, you know the the Jewish people and the and the the Christian people and their similarities and their differences and who is grafted into the amazing heritage and the roots throughout history there have been really too many unfortunate instances of animosity between Christians and Jews. Now, how does this passage of Romans shape what you believe about the interactions between the two who are ethnically or religiously Jews and those who follow Christ who have no physical relationship with the Jewish people? Uh, so something uh, interesting to think about. So we are 49 weeks in. Uh, we just have 50, 51, and 52, and then the year will be wrapped up. Uh, and with it, this entire Bible study will, will be finished. So I definitely appreciate it if you're still listening. Uh, if you've made it here uh, since the very beginning or if you're brand new, I appreciate you listening. If you are brand new, I would encourage you to go back. Uh, it really makes a whole lot of sense when you put the entire story together as one cohesive unit. So I'd encourage you to take some time and go do that. So send in your comments. I love hearing from you. Thanks for listening.